Welcome to the DNA Show. DNA? Dude, are we doing a science show? No, D is for Dennis. Oh, A is for Andy. And N is for and? Oh, man, nerds. Because we're nerds, dude. Yeah. Well, good. Then we can talk about comics and movies and pop culture and sports. Sports. Sports and nerds. Yeah, we're going to make that work. All right, let's roll. First man, you know the drill. A college kid is imbued with great power and likes it. Penumbra has other plans and hand delivers him to Monarch. A fun 64-page action-packed comic book hearkening back to the glory days of Marvel Comics. Only on Indiegogo. Whoa, I love commercials. I can tell that. I just love commercials. That was a great commercial. Was that not a great commercial? That was a very good commercial, Andy. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Dennis and Andy Show, where you have your fantastic, fabulous hosts, Andy and Dennis. There you go. Welcome back. And of course, I am going to uh, piff out my campaign some. I have a campaign going, you can see on the bottom, called First Man. It's a 64-page graphic novel. And, whoa, look at that. That's that's psychedelic. We're going to dump that for now. I don't know why it's doing that, so until it stops, that's just the way it goes. But it's a 64-page graphic novel. You can see the link. I would love it if you backed the campaign. That would uh, just make me oh so happy. Um, Let's see if I can figure out. Oh, there you go. I made it stop. I use my magic. So let's take a look real fast. This is the campaign. It, like I said, it's a 64-page graphic novel. Superheroes. It, the first man elevator pitch, I guess you would say, is Luke Henry gains these fantastic powers. This is our man Luke right here. And he becomes Apollo, the first man, kind of like Billy Batson saying the magic word and boom, becomes Shazam. Uh, there's these 10 essences that are spread throughout the cosmos. The last essence inhabits Luke Henry. The other nine are spread out to different planets. But the big bad guy here in the purple, Monarch, oh, he wants to collect all 10 to become the most powerful. Well, that's greedy. It is. It's very <laughs> greedy, if you ask me. But he's a greedy SOB. He's not from Earth, so he's greedy on this planet. And then Penumbra, she has a special tie to the essence that inhabits Luke Henry. So she's playing both sides of the line. Uh, get on the campaign, 25 bucks, 64 page square bound book. I've got a program book that's 15 bucks that takes you behind the scenes of the making of it. We've got guest artists, cool bio pages for every character. Here's some of the interior art. So give it a look, I would really appreciate it. Indie comics, that's where we're all going these days. And we need your help to do it because we don't have the huge corporations behind us. Um, I wish, unless, well, I do plan on winning the Powerball this week. That, that is true. Powerball and maybe you win both Powerball and Mega Millions and right. have about a billion and a half sitting there. And then I can do this. My wife won't have to work. I can hire Dennis to just sit around and pay to just keep me company <laughs> because I'll have that kind of money to throw around. Maybe start a foundation. Who knows? Look at this sweet Art Sears variant cover. The program book has shots of First Man by different artists. So give it a look-see. Check it out. I would really appreciate it. 
I also want to touch on another campaign real quick. My buddy Ethan Van Skyver has a campaign going. I was on his live stream this morning. He was nice enough to have me on and talk about First Man. So I want to talk about his campaign. And uh, the current one he has is Rainbow the Brute. Here's a big blast of high tea sunshine for you. Rainbow, Rainbow the Brute, it's a tongue twister, takes you back to some of the toys, properties from when, when we were kids in the 80s, and he puts a little bit of a manly spin on him. Choke slam a unicorn. This is Rainbow the Brute. This is his son. They've got to go and hunt down, I think, if I remember the story correctly, his uh, the two uh, orbs, these two orbs, they have yeah. to get back. So check out this campaign. It looks fun. It does. It. I, I checked out some of the art. I, I, I'll probably be backing that one. That looks fun. Yeah, it's a fun campaign. Here's some more art from it. I think these are the Uncare Bears up here, something like that. This is a great piece by Kyle Ritter. There's also going to be a book called My Girthy Stallion, where he takes on, uh, I believe, takes on Stalin and Trotsky. Yeah, which are actually perfect horse names. Now, too. is this going to be on Indiegogo? This is on Indiegogo as well right now. It's live right now on Indiegogo. Just search for Rainbow the Brute or search Ethan Van Skyver and it'll come up. Let's take a look at his uh, his trailer real quick for it and uh, see what we think. New from all caps comics, Rainbow the Brute, the last real man in fairyland, a tale of prismatic pain a spectrum of brutality, and a pretty good dad. Choke slam a unicorn by backing it today, only on Indiegogo. That is fun stuff. This is this is the stuff we're talking about. This is good old fun comics. Give it a look. Give it a back. And uh, we would appreciate it. So thank you very much. All right, moving on. What was this past weekend, you say? Dun, 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 dun. Playoff dun, dun, time. Dun, 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 dun. There were eight, and now there are four. That's right. Four teams left. We had four games this past weekend, and what exciting games they were, right? Four games, right? Yeah. Yep, yep, four games. We had two on Saturday, and um, it uh, my, my beloved Packers put on a heck of a show against the number one defense of the Rams. Oh, yeah? Uh, With that defense, they did not look anything near number one. But they were in every category. That's so I, I was I, worried. I was a little worried, you know, just because that defense was so good. And it was it was a solid performance by the Packers. Right? The Packers are rated number one offense, right? Right. It was number one yeah, versus number one. The immovable object versus the irresistible force. I gotta And the irresistible force won this time. I got to say, I expected a tighter game. I yeah, expect, I did too. I, I expected a closer game. I uh, I took the Packers, so whew. Yeah, I did too. What, what really? Obviously. What shirt do you have on right now? What oh, do you think? Packer Pride. Exactly. Packer Pride. And then the next game was Ravens Bills. This game I expected to be close. I will say I originally picked the Bills, but then, and I'm kicking myself for this, I heard some sports analyst dude. On either TV or the radio when I was driving around Saturday before the game. And they got me second-guessing myself, which I should never do. And I went and changed my pick to the Ravens. 
So like a big a-hole, I lost this one. And especially, look at that. That was an ass kicking. Yeah, I expected it to be like a field goal at the last minute to win this one. I yeah. really did. They the bill the Bills shut the Ravens down the entire game. They couldn't. It wasn't exactly an offensive extravaganza anyway. Yeah. But you know, I I just expect it to be a little bit better. But hey, go Bills! Kind of kind of rooting for you over there, except except for the Chiefs. I, I got to stay with my original picks. So far, um, I say the playoff games have all really looked like good playoff games. Even the Packer one, even though it was thirty-two to eighteen, it was still you know it was a close game. This one doesn't even count as a playoff game. Yeah, that, this is like regular season ass kicking. Yeah, it was it was it was interesting. All right, Sunday's games: the Browns and Chiefs. You know, we talked about how we both thought that the Chiefs were going to come through. But deep inside, we kind of were rooting for the Browns. And if they weren't going to win, make a game of it. And they did. They absolutely made a game of it. Now, Mahomes went out. Dude, when he got hit, we were, um, you know, my daughter and I were watching it. And it was one of those things that, you know, things happen quick. And I'm not always looking up. And I heard something about him going out. I was like, what? So I'm so glad that you can rewind TV now. Yes. Because – Kids these days don't understand. If they grew up in the 80s, they'd be like, wait, what happened? Rewind that. You'd be like, you silly goose. Yeah. You can't rewind live TV. Kids exactly. Now they're spoiled. So we rewound it, and I watched it. It still didn't look like such a huge hit. To me, I think a part of the arm, the way the dude's arm was around his neck, had a play into it. I don't think it was that hard of a hit, but it must have hit him just right because when – he was like walking off the field. He was standing there, and oh, he couldn't. You you literally saw the birds and the stars twirling yeah. over overhead because he he had no idea. But what's interesting because that had some huge playoff implications with him going out of the game, right? Is what what are they going to do? Well, they just apparently announced that it, it's not concussion protocol. It's a pinched nerve in the neck, and I'm like, mm, I've had a lot of pinched nerves in my neck. And I never look like that. I mean, that's, I think, honestly, it's my opinion. You think they're, they're spinning it that oh, way? Oh, absolutely, because they want him to play. Because if he goes into concussion yeah, protocol, he, there's a chance he doesn't make it out for this playoff game. Yeah, but if they're spinning it and he goes in and plays and the truth ever comes out, there could be some fines. There's there. some, yeah. Could there be? Well, they, there could be a lot. Because this can't, hasn't happened yet as far as I that. know. No, even right. if Mahomes is like, I really want to play, I really want to play, and they're like, okay, we'll just say it was a pinched nerve. If the truth comes out that it was a concussion type thing and he shouldn't have played, yeah, I would have to think there'd be some fines levied against the team. And or Brett, something. Brett Favre even put out a video kind of saying, hey, I've been down this road. You're too young in your career. Don't don't chance it. Your health's more important. Yeah. And we'll we'll see what happens. I I don't know. I don't know, but. Anyway, the Browns and Chiefs was a heck of a game. It came down to the last couple of minutes, and um, the Browns got that got stopped. And the, the Chiefs went for it on fourth down and and got it. And that's all she wrote. Good game. And I I picked the I picked the Chiefs. I didn't yeah. go with my heart. Yeah. I, I want to win. Uh, and then last but certainly not least, Drew Brees, Tom Brady meet again, third time in the year. You can see the score. The Bucks came out on top. It, that this was a good playoff game. It yes. was really back and forth. 
You didn't know who was going to win. I was on the edge of my seat because my daughter's a big Tampa fan, and I really didn't feel like dealing with a meltdown if they lost. Um, I'm, you know, I picked the Bucks, so uh, I'm glad I did. I'm glad they're moving on. Yeah, I went with the, you know, the Saints. It, it was a good game. I mean, the score is not indicative of how close this game was. No, because no. it was right up until the end, until. Uh, the Bucks. I think they they scored what ten points. Yeah, it was um, Brady, Brady doing what Brady the end. does. It's all right. last minute. It seems to be last quarter, last half of the game type stuff. Um, there was a sweet moment if you didn't see it at the end. Well, after the stadium was cleared out, everybody showered and stuff. Breeze and Brady were on the field with uh, you know their families and uh, just kind of tossing the football. And Brady tossed the pass to Brady's son in the end zone. So. So one thing uh, Drew Brees' kick and says he taught a he caught a touchdown pass from Tom Brady. Yep. Hey Dad, I caught a pass from the goat. No, yep. not you, Dad. The real goat. Oh, oh I know. Hard. Well, we've got well so good games. Um, next week um, we've got the Packers versus the Bucks, um, and that's going to be the first game on Sunday. Yep. Um, I am going with the uh, obviously the Packers for a win. I think it's going to be a super close game, um, and it all depends on which team shows up, which Packer team and which Bucks team. But uh, th this could go down to the wire with one of those two quarterbacks having a final drive victory. I, I could see it playing out this way. So I'm taking the Bucks for obvious reasons. Daughter's a fan. I am a fan. I do want to see the Bucks go, but. I think the game's going to go two ways, one of two ways. I think, like you said, it's going to be a real back and forth game where it's like it could come down to a field goal or something. Yeah. Or, and I'm only saying it one sided, I think the Packers are going to come out strong and just roll right over the Bucks and the Bucks won't recover. And it'll look like um, the, I already forget. Oh, it'll look like the Ravens Bills game. Yeah, I would prefer that ending. I just don't I, think it's going to happen. I don't right. prefer that ending. Um, <laughs> but like I said, I think it's those two things. It's either going to be back and forth, and I hope the Bucks win, or Packers are just going to steamroll it. It's going to be one of those scores you're just like, wow, they just literally got it handed to them. Yeah. So the, the late game is the Chiefs and the Bills. Now, the interest, th this is what we just were talking about. If he doesn't go into protocol and he starts. I, 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 I do think the Chiefs are going to pull it out, um, and and I think it's going to be a win. So I, I'm going on record because I've said way back when, Packers and Chiefs in the Super Bowl with the Packers winning 35 to 10, recreating Super Bowl one. I haven't changed. I'm still sticking with it. So I'm going to stick with the Chiefs to win it. The wrench in this is what happens if he doesn't play. And then he goes, then I'd still have to pick it to get my outcome. But, boy, those the Bills just look great. Again, hearkening back to Jim Kelly. Um, I'm I'm rooting for the Bills, but because I want to win or pick them, if Mahomes is playing, I will take Kansas City. If Mahomes is out, I will pick the Bills. I haven't done my picks yet. I've got till Sunday. I'll pick them on Sunday. But I really would like to see the Bills win. Obviously, I'd like to see a Bills-Bucks Super Bowl. 
Uh, Dennis, you're coming over to watch the Packer Bucks game. I am. I am. I have decided. What happens when you watch these Packer games live? This this is the problem. So if the Packers lose, because I'm watching the game, I've watched three games this season, and all three times they have lost. So I don't want to watch it. It's no problem if I have my phone sitting there and the updates are on there and I'm watching <laughs> and I can watch any other game. They they win. But if I actually watch it live on TV, they've lost all three times this year. Mm-hmm. So the problem is his Courtney, Andy's daughter, is a huge Tampa Bay fan, and she has been taunting me for a solid week now. Yes, she has. And, uh, yeah, so I am putting on my uh, cheese head, bringing over my cheese mug, and uh, we'll be uh, here for the game. So if the Packers do lose, it's because Andy made me watch <laughs> the game. So I'm going on record by this. All right. We'll see what happens. Uh-oh, we've got a – there we go. Hi, Go Bills. Hello. Thanks for joining us, Go Gauntlet Comics. And, yeah, Go Bills. I'm right there with you. All right, so talking about the, the pick em we're in, I'm kicking myself for changing my pick from the Bills to the Ravens. If I would have stuck with it, I would be undefeated at 10. You would be perfect. Uh my buddy Mark Pennington is nine. Here's the funny thing. Mark's a big Browns fan. He didn't pick the Browns. That's not the game he lost. Whoa! He didn't even pick his he team. Mark, why wouldn't you pick I your know. team? I mean, I'm going to pick my Packers. I mean, some people pick the Cowboys all season long. So, I mean, it, I understand that. But how do you not do it? I didn't pick the Cowboys. <laughs> I did not. I'm a Cowboys fan. I did not pick the Cowboys. You didn't. I'm just teasing. Um. Dennis, you're in third place, so this yeah. is a much, imp- third. much improvement from our fantasy league. You now know what it's like in the high altitude. Yeah, no, I'm not used to that this year. Uh, our it's buddy a three-way Chip, tie. But oh yeah, three-way tie for uh, second place. Buddy Chip, eight. Bart's brother Brett, eight. And then we're getting down to the sevens, which there are four sevens. Bart, Ron, Bart's daughter Kasaya, our buddy Sean. Or that's uh, uh, Bart's son-in-law, actually, Sean. Seven. And then we're getting down to the sad six, which is our buddy Michael. My daughter likes to go by Ileana, her favorite new mutant. Uh, She's got six. And toting last is a friend, John Pedersini, with five. Five's pathetic. That's just sad. Now, there's no catching up, John. You're you're out. You're, You're like me in fantasy football this year. I am very... I... I really want to come out of this weekend with two wins and be 11 and one. Yeah, really. And then I don't, and I don't know if this pick them is over at the playoffs or if it goes to the Super Bowl as well as the last game. I think it's through the Super Bowl. You have to pick the Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 So we'll find out. I mean, it's, it's any, it's anyone's match right now. So yeah, looking good. All right, let's do our weekly, what did the boys get? What did the boys get? Wait, another comment. Pack versus Bill Super Bowl. Rogers passes the torch to Allen. Huh, the losing so torch? So you're saying, <laughs> you're saying the Bills win the Super Bowl over the Pack? I, is, you know, I wouldn't mind that as the Super Bowl, but I will have to say the Bills will lose that game. Yeah. Now, if the Bills bucks, even with – the GOAT being the quarterback against the Bills, it is a whole team effort. And I think the Bills Bucks is more evenly matched than Bills Packers. 
Yeah, I um, I'm just gonna say this. I I still it's gonna be Casey and, and the Packers. But if Casey were to lose for for some reason, like the Bills pull it off or Mahomes isn't playing, I would not be unhappy to see because I love Cinderella stories and I really I've liked the Bills this season. I've loved well them in Cleveland. You kind of just kind of run a root for them. So the the Bills made it to the playoffs last year. So this is two years in a row. I, you know whatever happens with them this year, I hope they make it next year. This is the Browns' first playoff, was their first playoff in 25 years. I really hope they make it again next year. Yeah, I hope this wasn't a one-and-done. They yeah. were fun. And same thing with the Bills. I mean, they're, they're looking good. So, yep. yeah. All right, let's do What did the boys get? What comics did the boys get this week? Because you know it's Wednesday. It was Wednesday. a light week. It was a light week for both it's, of us. Well, for me, it's average. For you, it was light. So, of course, Dennis. Hey, Cable. Hey, this has been a an interesting you know, I was a fan of the old cable. You know, the the original, the old guy. They they swapped it out. I was going to say, is he a kid now? Is he like yeah, in his 20s or yeah, something now? Yeah, late teens, early 20s. Um, but it's been, it's been an interesting story. I, I like him. They've developed the, the Cyclops, Jean Grey, mother, father, son kind of, you know, bond. So it's been an interesting take on it. It's been, it's been quite interesting. It's good. It's the cable good. Uh, definitely needs to hit the juice. Yeah, needs to gain some. Yeah, uh, Star Trek Voyager Seven's Reckoning. Um, I'm just going to keep picking uh, this one up. Um, you know, I, I will say that the, I've enjoyed the Star Trek comic books more than I have, you know, the the TV shows that they've uh, put out. I think the writing's been good. This is another one that I'm I'm enjoying. Um, Seven's Reckoning. Um, I think it's solid work. So kudos to IDW. Kind of keep it up. She looks nice too. Yeah, the the art's solid. I mean, the covers are, the insides are, are decent. Uh, X Force um, been another fun one. This has been a, another. I always get the X titles. I mean, they really have to suck for me to not get an X yeah. title. But I, I've enjoyed it. This is a. a it's been a, a good story. The Tentacle of Doom. Yes. I'm making that up. Yes. Oh, Avengers. The Avengers. Phoenix. So I, I've said previously I'm picking up the Avengers because this all has to do with, with the Phoenix story. And obviously, so it's my X-Men tie-in. Um, looks good. Um, I'm not reading them all. I, I kind of want to wait till these come out, and then I'm just going to sit down and mill through them. So I flipped through them because I can't help it. And I'm probably just going to break down and wind up reading it one of these days. There but, yeah, go. I'm picking that up. Oh, this is one that Dennis and I both got. Another crossover yep. by King and Black 3. I've been getting King and Black. I like the character Venom. I want to see what they do with this Null guy. And But the big part is I really like Ryan Stegman's artwork. I'm the artist. What can I say? I buy books for the art and hope the story's good. I'm not buying any of the tie-ins. But with this one, they're doing it to where I can follow along without them. Uh, I like it so far. I'm curious to see where it goes. I think this is a kick-ass cover. Ryan, to me, draws really good superhero stuff. Nice and stylized, which is what I like to see. I so, wasn't picking it up. I know. I, you know, Even though Donny Cates is doing it, and I was like, ah, I don't know. It's another one of these big Marvel blow-ups. And I wound up sitting down and, and reading Andy's uh, number one. I went, oh, I like this. So I went I went down to the shop and picked up one and two. And, yep, I picked up three this week. I'm, I'm getting it. Again, I'm doing the same thing. I'm not going to get all the tie-ins unless it has an X-Men crossover. But sure. it's 
Donnie Cates, I mean, that's a good combo right now. That's enjoyable. So this is my second one for the week. I've only got two books this week. Future State, Shazam. I'm not getting all the Future State stuff. In fact, the only ones I get are the ones I like the art that interest or the character. This is a twofer because I'm a big Shazam fan. And I do like uh, Pensicas. I probably messed his name up wrong. Uh, I like his art a lot. So, uh, and I'm a huge Shazam fan. So I got this as well. So that is, uh, that is what the boys got this week. Uh, another comment here, another couple. SMH, one can only wish. I just think it would be cool to see Rogers pass it to Allen. You mean pass it as if Allen's playing defense and catch it? I'm kidding. Uh, I say that with respect. You know, the big question I have is not about the comment, but the SMH. Does that stand for shaking my head? It stands for shaking. I didn't know if it yes. stood for that or so much hate. No, no, shaking my head. It is shaking it my head. It even says okay. respect. Okay, so know, shaking my respect head. Respect goes okay. both ways. Oh, I get it. And then Stegman has, you're right. I love Ryan Stegman's artwork. Always have. Uh, he's a guy that usually when he works on stuff, I buy it. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you totally. So we have a movie review. Yeah. So th this is an interesting review. So And I'm going to throw a little take on it. Um, the Monster Hunter, we went to IMAX to see it. Yes. And the trailer looked pretty interesting. Now, up front, it, it's, it's a Capcom game, and I've never played the game, so I've got no invested interest in this movie as a property. Don't know anything yeah. about the characters. The trailer looked good enough to get us to go to, to IMAX to go see it. Yeah, I was curious about it. Um, it's really, you know, last year with basically stopping the stoppage of movies coming out and stuff got me just a little uh, skeptic when I would see trailers because a part of me would automatically think, oh, they're just re-releasing something that was probably garbage that nobody saw in the you know the first time around. And it's yeah. a re-release. And then when I saw that this wasn't a re-release and I heard some good stuff, I didn't know it was a video game until we went to see it, actually. That that afternoon, but it's but, got it's got Mila Jovovich in right. it and and Tony Jaa and really if Mila's in it, I, I'm going to go see it. I, yeah. I I like I've liked her ever since Fifth Element and all the Resident Evil stuff. I just like her as an actress. So as soon as we saw that, I'm like, oh, she's in it. We're we're going. The cool thing is it was in an IMAX, and I was like, well, that's awesome. That was worth uh, definitely worth uh, worth seeing. Now I I love her as a as a actress and all the Resident Evil stuff. Let's take a little peek at the trailer real quick and see what see what you guys could be looking for. Here she is, your heart girl. Yeah. Oh no, sick. How did we get here? Tell me about that. 
I did like that ship uh, kind of surfing the dunes. I knew. Then it had some cool stuff. Great creature effects. We can get into their world. We can get into ours. Oh, oh yeah. Did that not look like a cool trailer? Well, yeah, I I, I did. I mean that that we, we saw that and we're like, yep, yeah, we're we're definitely gonna hit that. Yeah, no, it so was. Uh, it my was my, my take and Andy's take. So it was interesting when we went and saw it. We immediately talked about it as soon as we went with a with a buddy of ours and, and his daughter and stuff like that. And it was it was interesting because I had this reaction in the in the movie and and I knew right away. I was like, ah. It's a little short on story here, but man, the action and what was going on and looking at it on the screen, I I really enjoyed it. I walked out of there very happy with, with the movie. It was just a fun, exciting movie. It's a popcorn flick. It's it is. A, it's, it's exactly a, it's a, what it is. It's a summertime popcorn flick. The basic gist of the story is uh, Mila Jovovich and her team are Army Rangers, I believe. And, you know, they're they're trying to find some other, uh, I guess, army rangers that went missing. Yes. And, you know, they're basically in a desert looking atmosphere. And then this gateway opens up to this storm, these, these storm clouds, and they get transported to this world where obviously these monsters live. And then you see uh, Tony, Tony Jaw. Is that it? Yeah. Tony Jaw's character who what? He's an, incredible, he, what's, he's an what's incredible he martial artist. He's in he's in a lot of like uh, I believe it's like Philippine films and stuff like oh, that. Okay. He's an amazing yeah, martial artist. And that's why if you've got him, it's kind of like um uh generally yeah, yeah, exactly. Um you, you don't need a whole lot of special effects and strings and wires because he can do so much of it. I mean it was just oh. it's a good combo. Um kind of like Ray Parks, you know, Darth Maul. You oh, know, yeah, yeah. Very, 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 very good at that stuff. Um, so seeing it on there, I walked out going, yeah, you, I it wasn't. It was very cool in IMAX. See? You saw it, too. I, it was it was great. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. And like I said, my thought was there wasn't a lot of phenomenal story. They had some good character interaction with the two of them. Didn't always work and stuff like that. Um, but just seeing the spectacle on there and what they went through i walked out of there very happy i went oh i'm glad yeah, you came. I, I liked it my daughter leaned over to me a couple times during it and was like i'm bored and of course it's i'm learning with her that if it's not a marvel action movie she usually gets bored because it has the same elements it's there's, of course, action, but then it has to slow down for the story stuff. And the story stuff between Mila Jovovich's character and, and Tony's character, yeah, it's 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 building characters. So it slowed down some. Um, I will say, she actually did lean over to me at one point, though, and goes and said, my, my daughter leans over and she's like, her teeth are so white. <laughs> Talking about <laughs> Mila Jovovich, because she's been in this world now for I mean, not, you know, just a few days, week, whatever. 
And you'd think not being able to brush your teeth daily and all that sand and stuff blowing around, you wouldn't have pearly whites. And then Tony's teeth are like pearly whites and stuff. You're kind of like, come on, makeup guys. You've got dirt and grime all over them. You know there's a way you can do that to their choppers as well. So we really do get this. At least, maybe not her, because, you know, I'm, an Army Ranger, she has good dental hygiene. But this does. cat should not have good teeth. Exactly. But so th that's a nitpick. The, one of the interesting thing is when they don't speak the same language. They're from no. two different worlds. So they have to learn how to communicate. And if anybody out there is a Star Trek fan, it reminds me of the, the Next Generation episode with Jean-Luc Picard. And he gets uh, stranded on a planet. And it's Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. And they have to speak in metaphors in order to convey messages and learn how to speak. That is exactly what this reminded me of, you know, until she pulls out the chocolate. You know, and it's a Hershey's bar, which, of course, the nitpick on that was she pulls it out to eat. They're in a desert. It's hot. And, and the, per the Hershey bar is, like, intact inside the wrapper. Well, not only that, but they literally just got done having a big fight. Because obviously, before they become friends, they fought, and the fight was pretty intense. The fight was so intense that I'm like, okay, I get it. She's an army ranger. She's tough. She's a badass. I'm not that much of a badass, but Jesus, if I slip on ice and fall on concrete, I'm like, I need to go lie down for like the rest of the day. And this woman is getting kicked into into rocks she's like, getting pinched by the giant spiders and stuff on her legs she's getting she's getting beat up all over so realism is not a is not a point which of, of course of you movie. know the movie's called monster hunter so right it's not but, but it, it, was, it was good action even though and i agree there were there were definitely spots in there where it was up let's see uh i'm a little off topic i found nightmare theater this week oh my god those rice's painted covers are beautiful i don't know how i missed yeah they are. I know what you're talking about. Uh, well, Bernie Reiston was a genius in his own right with not only in comics. That's that's what a lot of people know him for. Bernie Reiston is from comic books with, you know, helping to create Swamp Thing. And uh, he's known for his horror work and stuff. But he's done a, he's, he's done a lot of uh, or he did. Unfortunately, he passed away a few years ago. Yeah. He did a lot of work in movie production as well. So he's definitely a, a big talent. No problem. We like off topic. Yep. But so, back to but, Monster Hunter. Um, well, I was just going to say, you know, the pluses behind it were the action scenes were great. They didn't skimp on the money for the CG for the monsters. I thought the monsters looked great. I thought the main there was there was, there was basically three monsters. There was the one that dug up out of the sand. Yeah. There were the spiders, and then there was the big bad in the end. Yeah, the one that I thought was like the crate dragon. That's what it kind of reminded me of. The last one standing in the the Richard one where they're like. The one in the sand oh, keeps right. coming yeah, yeah, down. Yeah. It reminds me like in Star Wars, like the Great Dragon. The thing that cracked me up about it, though, is because I always – maybe I overthink this stuff. But so the big monster you saw in that clip of the trailer that would dig through the sand, I'm like, you're telling me you don't travel faster if you just run on top of the sand? You actually travel faster burrowing underneath? Well, because it didn't look like it was they, meant They, they took burrowing. that from Star Trek because the original um, – the Horda – actually travel through solid rock and they travel through solid rock much quicker than they travel through air. So maybe they took it. Okay. So the interesting thing about this movie is it, it was action movie. Yep. It had fantasy in it. You could tell by like the swords, 
the 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 pirate ship type boats on the sand going through it it was sci-fi you're dealing with other worlds and you're dealing with portals it had a little bit of everything so it made me kind of be curious about the video what, game what powered the boat the big wooden ship because it, it was sails it, it, they, they showed so the sails that, with wind yeah you're right it, it had to be the sails. It so it was be. so windy it could push through but think about pirate ships on water they do have sails but when there's no wind they still move because they don't they they got have, the oars underneath. right well, there's right. no way this thing was moving with oars no and and obviously maybe they don't have a backup it was never explained you know what else this movie didn't have no romance there was no, no that romantic element to this movie that, that is at true all like there's was was no thank god too there was no cheesy like oh let's have mila jovovich fall in love with the the hunter because that's the guy that's tony's name in the movie is the hunter yeah you know let's have him have a deep and connection she, and, and she's, fall she in gets love. called ranger and so anyway let, let's let's just take it to a twist now i wound up a buddy of mine goes, hey, did you know it's on YouTube? And I'm like, what is? The, the entire movie. Wow, they threw it on YouTube, and it shows it's the official movie. So he had sent me the link, so I'm like, well, I've already seen it. But I went home the other night, last night, and I was sitting there, and I'm like, ah, you know what? Kind of wanted to see. There were a couple of parts I wanted to look at. So I put it up while I was doing my other stuff and watched it. I had a completely different reaction when I watched it on a small screen. When you say small that, screen, it was your phone. Well, it was a tablet. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, compared to what it was in IMAX. Because now all of a sudden, I started getting vested in the dialogue and then the plot because I'm not sitting there in front of this huge right. spectacle. And I'm going to say the plot was much more non-existent when I sat there and actually looked at it, as did like the characterizations. I started seeing the characterizations of like her entire group that's with her in, right. in her unit. And we won't tell you about all, all the units, but their dialogue was very cheesy, very, very oh, yeah. two dimensional, very cliche. It was very much like a trope of, of, of what you would consider of that type of a movie. And I went, Oh, why didn't I feel this way in the IMAX? I because, think it literally was the spectacle. Dude, you were in IMAX. Maybe you missed, before the movie began, all the commercials for, for IMAX. IMAX I when I'm already it. sitting there, we're already sitting there. It's like, this is what, like, I don't mind movie trailers. Obviously, I love movie trailers before the movies. I love, uh, I don't even mind the cheesy commercials. Because they're literally like, here's a commercial for Coca-Cola. Because they want me to go out and buy Coca-Cola. What I don't need or like three or four different versions of an IMAX commercial when I'm sitting in an IMAX theater, because guess what? You've got my money. You made the sale. I'm already here. Like I get one IMAX commercial just like, to be like, like, like this, this is what IMAX is five, four, yeah. three, and they're doing all that cool stuff. I kind of, I was, I thought after the one, it'd be like, great. Now the movie's going to start, but no, they then showed another IMAX commercial. Yes. Which, like, now different. Uh, it's just so annoying. Another comment. Uh, so they were using monsters. No, they weren't using actual monsters from other movies. They were just kind of similar. They, they were similar. I mean, you know, the, the, the monster in the end of the movie was a big flying dragon that spit fire, but it was different from, like, Lord of the Rings dragons that spit fire or any other movie. It was almost was based, like, if, if anybody out there is Dungeons & Dragons fan, you see, like, the colossal red dragons. 
without it being super red, it had that kind of a, right. a, of appearance to it. Um, the the spider-like creatures, which were spider-like, they, they, they were unique. They kind of reminded me of Starship Troopers. For anybody who watched that, you know, the, the bugs from Starship Troopers. Um, so, you know, it's, it's going to be kind of hard to come up with a completely new monster. But the monsters looked good. I mean, they did. They're, you didn't sit there and go, wow, that's a really cheesy concoction or really bad CG. I heard some people complain about it after we saw it, that the CG was bad. I, I didn't, didn't think, think it was bad. bad. Yeah. I didn't think it was uh, bad. You know, speaking of uh, Starship Troopers, if I remember correctly, one, that movie was like 25 years old now, isn't it? Yeah, it's up there. I, I can remember. Starship Troopers, I remember going into it, and I uh, I think the scene that sticks out the most to me was the shower scene where the troops shower together, the men and women yeah. troops shower together. And I just realized that finally, because we have Joe Biden as president, he is setting that precedent because if you are in jail and identify as the opposite sex, you will go to that prison. So now we can have the Starship Trooper scene in prisons in real life. Thank you, Joe Biden. And it's I about thought you were going to talk about his arm getting cut. And Michael Ironside's arm getting cut. No. Okay. It only took 25 years for us to catch up right. to that vision. Well, I think we need to give our CGC ratings for the movie. I'm going to let you go first because mine's complex. Oh, God, you're always complex. I know. Uh, right? And I know why he said that because, you know, we actually talked before the show. Um, my CGC rating hasn't changed, even though I have not seen it on a small screen and stuff. I'm giving it a seven. Uh, for those that don't know, we rate things one to 10 on a CGC scale. CGC is the company that slabs and grades comic books on a one to 10 scale. One is bad. 10 is awesome. I'm giving it a seven. I thought it was a great popcorn flick. Um, I'm not the type to watch movies more than once generally. So why watch it again when it's on TV? Eh, if I got nothing else to watch, but because there's just so much new content being thrown at us, usually if I have a choice between something I've seen and something new that I haven't seen, I always go new. So I'm going to seven. It was a good popcorn flick. Don't think about it too much like I started doing just now with how do boats go across the sand? And, exactly. And how's this and how's this? There are many other things that we could point out like that. Just turn it off if you want to watch it. Turn the brain off. Get some junk food. Enjoy yourself. Now, understand, in mine, I had low expectations going in. I wanted to see it. It looked cool. I had low expectations. The IMAX, as soon as we got out, I'm like, dude, that was fun. I, ga I gave it a 7.5 when we walked out. I'm like, that was really enjoyable. Liar. You what? said an 8. I, I said or forget. a 7.5. Yeah, all right, whatever. You took yep. it down one. Yep. So a seven five to or an eight, and it, right. it was very good. I enjoyed it. I was very happy right. with it. All right. Now, now after I rewatched it on the small screen and I started nitpicking it, I'm like, wow, this movie really falls apart in a whole lot of ways. Uh -oh. And um, yeah. So upon rescreening it in a smaller venue. Yes. Um, there were so many character interactions and plot holes and things that just didn't make sense that I really picked up the second time around. I, I'm i coming all the way down on my second pick as a 5.0. Wow. Yeah. 
So again, I enjoyed it. I it's it's a don't like you just said. If you don't think about the movie, it was fine, and I didn't think it in the IMAX because I was so busy but, watching. But I think that's part of the experience that of and even if it wasn't IMAX, it'd still be the huge screen. You still have the sound, surround sound, and all that. And I still think you feel the same way. But I can understand what you're saying. Watching it on a seven inch or eight inch size tablet. I mean, movies like that are meant to be watched that size. I think if I think if you would have watched it on your big TV with the sound system you have and stuff, I bet it wouldn't have dropped to a five. It might. It might not have. And, and I maybe really don't think it, it would have. Did you have headphones on when you watched it on the tablet or no? Uh, yeah, I had my earbuds. Yeah, earbuds in. Yeah, so. yeah. I don't think it would. I don't think you would have dropped it that far. Yeah, well, um, we'll find out. I still think if you're, it's it's not as bad as like Gods of Egypt, even at its worst, or uh, something there with a, atrocious story, atrocious is acting. It better than Wonder Woman. Yes. Yeah. See, my daughter was like, "Oh, Wonder Woman was so much better." Wonder Woman eighty four, that is. Yeah. All right. Yep. All right. Well, we've got another movie to review. We've been busy little beavers this week. This one is called Run. Hide, fight. Dun, dun, dun. Well, it's not the football theme. No, it's, um, it's basically about. Uh, there's a, the star of the movie is this teenage girl. Well, I'm sure she's not a teenager. In real she's life. 17 year old Zoe. 17 year old Zoe, and she, her mom has passed away. Her dad's played by Thomas Jane, who once played the Punisher. Uh huh. Little Punisher tie-in. And and of course, he was in the first two seasons of Expanse. That's right. Uh, I like Thomas Jane as an actress. This is my first time seeing this young young actress. And basically, the movie starts off where they're deer hunting. So you you know they build up that uh, a little backstory that you know that this girl, you know she's she knows how to use a gun. You know she's no expert. She's not John Wick. She's learning. She's learning. This movie's definitely grounded in reality. The rest of the plot is her high school is uh, taken over by some students that have gone bad and they, you know, they're school shooters. We've got a little bit of the trailer here that we can play for you. So let's do that and then we'll talk about it and give you our review. In between breath, take the shot. You sound really good out there, kid. The size of that deer, we're gonna be eating venison all summer. Only day's work. I think we need to see somebody again. And by we, you mean me? No, I mean us. Hey, that look in your eye. Guys in my unit had that look. Maybe there's a brochure you can hear me so I can go? She has anger issues because of her mom passing away. Understandable. She doesn't quite understand it. Is this Jellic over there? Is he doing something completely weird? Senior prank day. Look, we'll see all kinds of dumb stuff today. Swim captain, we'll have Tash food delivered to class, and Becky Vaughn will set up her homemade slip and slide. This is high school. Nothing that happens here matters in the real world. Okay, we are in charge now, so please pull out whichever app you use to do live streaming video. Get them up and running and point it at me. Now! Get down on the ground! Any more friends back there? I'm calling 911. Get back to your home room and stay put until...
So we had watched the trailer, and my first reaction was, oh, it's kind of like young teenage Die Hard. That's kind of what I thought. And yeah, cool. no, that, I that's mean. That's kind of what it, what it it's initially because she falls like. through the air gut. Uh, it, it does. No, it's, it's, it's definitely grounded in reality from the standpoint of the girl – isn't doing things in the movie that you would think, oh, that's impossible to do. Like you watch Die Hard and, you know, he swings down. He's, you know, remember the scene in the, he's in the skyscraper and doesn't he swing outside and crash yep. through a window? Yep, and he gets yeah. stuck on the fire And you're like, hose. right, and you're like, yeah. well, that's movie bullshit. But it's a fun movie. I right. like it. But there's the stuff that she does in this movie to help out. She's doing it, you know, at first she just wants to help empty the school. That's all she wants to do because, as you saw in the trailer, the van comes crashing into the cafeteria. Well, she doesn't run back into the cafeteria playing hero. She goes back, because it's a big high school, into other parts of the school where these uh, school shooter kids aren't and just tries to help people get out. Right. And, and initially, it's just like the title says, she ran. She just wanted to escape. Right. And then she was hiding. And then she ran. She makes it out, which you see in the trailer. She's running and she stops and she goes in her mind, some conscious decision. They're all going to die. I need to be able to help them get people out. And that's right. when she turns around and goes back in and starts helping people escape. Right. That's what I meant. She wasn't. She didn't make that decision like, I'm going to go back in there and kick that guy's ass. She she was just being selfless and instead of selfish and saying, you know what, I need to help as much as I can. Right. And she doesn't end up confronting the guy until basically he, you know, he gives her an ultimatum and she realizes I don't have a choice. I have to confront this guy now because of the ultimatum. Right. Now, and what's interesting is, and, and she's smart, not not because, so the one thing that we were worried about is that, you know, she was going to be this Mary Sue. She's going to be like Ray from Star Wars. She can do everything better than everybody and stuff. Not at all. No. She is a totally flawed character. Again, it reminds me of like Marvel Comics. Their heroes right. are flawed. Whereas right. in DC, they really weren't flawed. They always had to introduce flaws into them. My, that's always been my take. Yeah. She's kind of the same way. She's a flawed hero. She's got anger issues. She doesn't talk. She keeps everything bottled up inside. And yet she comes back and fights through all of these things, physically gets wounded, 
and winds up doing a really interesting job of who she's helping and what she's trying to accomplish. She does it in a way that is 100% believable. I mean, not everything in this movie is completely believable, right. like the lockdown situation, how they did it. There were a few things you could pick apart. But in terms of believable characters in a believable scenario, they they nailed this. And this is, subject is usually taboo right. in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. So for them to put this out, I wanted to see it just because whenever you see about anything about school shooting, it's always from you're the outsider, you're the police, and what's right. going on inside and what can you do? It's always from that perspective. This is the only one, and correct me if you guys have uh, anything that's out there that, that you can remember. This is the only one that I can remember dealing with the perspective of the student and students inside of the school. Right. Very yeah, well done. That. And, you know, they delved on um, the, the, the background uh, character characterization of the bad guys, you know, the school shooters that broke in. Obviously, they, they talked about their motivations and stuff. Um, you know, it had a really, it had a really nice ending. I thought, uh, it, it, it was a good movie. You know, it's definitely not for everybody. Like for instance, my, I have a 17 year old daughter, not that if she wanted to watch it, I would let her, but being in school and stuff, I don't know if I'd want her to watch it. Yeah. It's probably not a per cup of tea. Yeah. It, it just depends. You have to, I'm not, I mean, it's rated R. I'm not saying it's not for, you know, you shouldn't let a 16 or 17 year old watch or even a 15 year old. You just have to think about, you know, your child and, and how they would react to it. And you know, your child better than anybody else. I know mine. Uh, it, it might not be good for her to watch. Yeah. You know, whereas others, it might be good for them to right. watch. It's not good for small kids, no matter what. Oh, no, it's not but, good for small kids. I mean, it's definitely, almost, it's, right. it almost came across, tell me if I'm wrong, I just thought, it almost came across like a really good documentary, you know? Uh, I you don't know, know if I, 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 I would say, yeah, that. it is, it, it was, but it was, it was just good Hollywood grounded in reality, which yeah. you don't see very often nowadays. Right. The characterizations, this is what I was going to say was, you know, Thomas Payne pay, um, was the dad, you know, Thomas Jane, he played the dad and he was great. You know, he had, you know, he wasn't in the whole thing, but he was really good for what he had. Um, Isabel May, she played Zoe. I've never seen her in anything else. I don't know what else she's been in. All I could know is she was a standout. She was an absolute star in this. I loved her character. I loved her acting. Everything that she did, her range of emotions that she mm -hmm. goes through in here, very well done. You know, Treat Williams, I mean, he was the sheriff, and I'm like, oh, Treat's in this. I didn't even realize well, was that. Was it Treat Williams, uh, the substitute at 1.2 in those movies, or am I thinking somebody else? I think you're thinking someone else. Uh, I don't remember that. Never mind them. And then Eli Brown, I didn't recognize him either. He he's played the, Tristan, so he's, he's the, the main antagonist. He's the main shooter, yeah. Yes. And... Again, he exactly. You need to pull off a story like this. You need to have your protagonist and your antagonist both be really good with really solid stories. And they did. I mean, mm -hmm. they were both really good. And even the, the other people involved with it, even though they had smaller bits, 
you know, they had different issues and this is why they kind of flipped and went into the school this way. You find out some of their motivations and you're like, really? That was your motivation? Right. But they bring that out in the story. Right. Again, very well done. Very, very excited to see a solid movie. Um, yeah, it was good. And what it was is the Daily Wire, they released this. Andy called up and he goes, hey, because I'm not a Daily Wire subscriber or anything. And he goes, they're doing a free preview on their on the on their YouTube channel of the movie for the first time. After that, you know, you have to go pay to to see it. And I'm like, well, that's cool. So I'm like, well, we got about 15, 20 minutes. So I got my wife and I said, let's find it. We sat down. I'm so glad they did. It was a solid movie. And so it was a a small uh, a small budget, and it was a um, fantastic producer and director and they came together and it got funded by him it was this is a great story a great hollywood success well and one of the producers the main producer is the guy that uh produced bone tomahawk and he produced uh Cell Block, and Cell Block 99 and those are good movies that are on uh, amazon i believe for rent so yeah, it was a it was a good movie. Let's do our CGC grade. I will. You go first. I went first on the last one. Yeah, I'm giving this an 8.0. This is an enjoyable movie. Solid performances across the board. I, I this is one I would probably watch again. You know, it isn't something that to me has a ton of replay value. Right. But it was so well done. I would probably watch it again. Yeah, I'm going at 8.5. Um, same thing. I could probably watch it again just to see any nuances I missed. The performances were really good. Part of that, I believe, is because the main cast were all the, you know, these these teenagers or young 20s playing teenagers that you're just not that familiar with. So you bought into it more. Um, yeah, I mean, Thomas Jane fell more into a cameo role, I thought. Same with even Treat Williams. You know, I mean, they were a little bit more than cameo, but they didn't overpower it, so you, you weren't pulled out of it going, oh, I've seen him do this and him do this. So, yeah, I go on 8.5. Uh, we've got one last thing, and then we're going to wrap the show. Dennis got a treat in the mail. What you get, Dennis? Cards Ooh. Against Marvel. So those of you who are fans of um, Cards Against Humanity, they put out a Marvel version. Um, there was only one company that I saw that was carrying them out in California, so I saw the release date, so I kind of pre-ordered it and came a little quicker than I thought. So very excited. If you guys are fans of the original, we just kind of opened it quick because I literally just got it and wanted to sit down and look through it. It looks it looks good if you're a Marvel fan and you like that uh, the original type you of know, movie, Dennis, it's worth, uh, worth seeing. I say next week on the show, we role play a little bit back and forth even though there's only two of us we can act like you're three people or i'm three people or something yeah for those of you who do, don't know maybe we'll we do pull out a few cards we'll do a little preview next week of uh cards against marvel on the show with the two of us uh playing for your viewing entertainment and i've never played cards against humanity so it'll be kind of fun yep so thanks again for joining us. We always appreciate you taking time to uh, watch us and watch our reviews. We hope you enjoy it. Uh, one last thing before- First man, you know the drill. A college kid is imbued with great power and likes it. Penumbra has other plans and hand delivers him to Monarch. A fun 64 page action pet comic book 
hearkening back to the glory days of Marvel Comics, only on Indiegogo. There you go. So please head over to Indiegogo and back my comic book, First Man, graphic novel, 64 pages of fun and excitement, square bound. Perfect for you. Get yourself a little something. You can always follow us on our YouTube channel, Dennis and Andy Show. Please hit the like, subscribe, and share it with people. And there's a little bell in that corner that you can hit for notifications. So do that so you know when we go live. We do it once a week. And uh, then we also have our Facebook page. So you can find us on Facebook, Facebook the DNA, well. the Dennis and Andy Show. That's right. So until next week, thank you again, and we will catch you all then later until next week grab your 3d glasses get your favorite comic books roll them up and put them in your back pocket the way you should treat comics throw your pig skin up on the mantle this is dennis this is andy later, later friends, friends.